Hello and welcome to Calling All Detectives from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Calling All Detectives! What could you do to help a man who doesn't know whether or not he committed a crime and doesn't care? That is the problem on this page from my casebook, the casebook of Jerry Browning, private detective. Sometimes a private detective like me, Jerry Browning, gets a case at the point where it's supposed to be all over. It was the trial of Vincent Harmon, charged with murdering his wife and disposing of a body. Witnesses had already testified that Harmon and his wife quarreled incessantly, that he'd threatened to leave her, that she'd said he'd never dare leave because of what she knew about him. Now the district attorney was trying to prove the corpus delicti. Corpus delicti doesn't mean the body of the victim, as some people think. It means the fact of the crime. In the absence of a body, as in this case, the DA had to prove that a crime was actually committed. He proved it through Professor Jenkins, an expert on blood types. The poker had stains on it, which I analyzed, and which are blood stains. The blood mattress for type, the blood type of Mrs. Harmon, as contained in the hospital record of a transfusion she received five years ago. Vincent Harmon did not take the stand in his own defense. His attorney claimed that corpus delicti had not been proved, that Mrs. Harmon was someplace presumably alive. A few hours later... We, the jury, find the defendant guilty of murder in the first degree. And that was that. I went back to the offices of Consolidated Insurance to tell John Cooley that he wouldn't have to pay the $50,000 policy Consolidated had issued on Mrs. Harmon's life. I found Cooley studying a pink slip. Browning? I've just learned that a $12,000 loan was made six months ago to Mrs. Harmon on her policy. I shrugged. So what? Lots of people borrow on policies. Cooley shook his head. Mrs. Harmon was a wealthy woman. Her husband had no money. Not even enough to hire an attorney for his defense. The court appointed one. Browning, what happened to that $12,000? I stared at him. What are you driving at, Mr. Cooley? Browning, find that $12,000 and you may find the missing Mrs. Harmon. After a man was convicted of his wife's murder, her insurance company began to have doubts about whether or not she was really dead. I had a talk with Vincent Harmon at city jail. Mr. Browning, I know nothing about a loan my wife made on her policy. I didn't even know she had any insurance. I looked at the sensitive-faced, soft-voiced young man. He was 32. His wife had been 10 years older. Why didn't you say so in court? Why did you refuse to testify at all? Harmon smiled faintly. You assume I'm innocent. This sovereign state thinks otherwise. Maybe you were wrong and the state is right. All right, Harmon, you've been convicted. You can't do yourself any more harm. Did you kill your wife? Mr. Browning, I don't know. And I don't much care. If it were up to me, I might have dropped the whole thing then and there. Except that Cooley's instructions were, Browning, don't come back until you found that $12,000 or Mrs. Harmon. I know an order when I hear one. I'd received permission to make a search of the Harmon house, and that's what I did next. It was a big, expensive house on about a half acre of ground. The grounds had once been landscaped. Now they looked shell-torn after weeks of digging for a body that wasn't there. 
I went over that house from attic to cellar. Found absolutely nothing. In Harmon's room, there were some regimental trophies. A bureau drawer, a couple of medals, including the Purple Heart. I left the medals, walked to the window, gazed out again at the shell-torn garden. Medals, shell-torn, shelling, shell-shock, shell-shock, shell-shock. That could be it. Yes, I was Captain Harmon, superior officer. Good man, very good man. Colonel, was Harmon a shell-shock case? Well, uh, obsolete term. Combat fatigue. He uh, was invalided out for combat fatigue and wounds. I got to Harmon again just as he was being taken aboard train for transfer to state prison. Harmon, you've got to talk fast and honest. You have periods of amnesia. You don't know what you're doing. Is that right? Harmon bowed his head. And you were ashamed to admit that, even though you got it fighting for your country. Isn't that why your wife said you'd never leave her? Because you were afraid to trust yourself alone? Harmon's lips twisted in agony. Leave me alone. I'm better off dead. I didn't need Cooley to keep me working now. What I did was... Your Honor... In view of all this evidence, record of head injury, signed statements from his commanding officer and the Surgeon General, I submit that Vincent Harmon, even if he did commit that murder, is not mentally responsible. Belongs in a hospital, not the death house. <coughs> As, uh, I agree, Mr. Browning. Examinations are necessary, but I think you may rest assured that the transfer will be made. And, Mr. Browning, the court thanks you. Okay. So now the pressure was off, and I could return to the basic problem of what happened to Mrs. Harmon. Yep, Mrs. Harmon kept her custom-built convertible here. A lot of power in that car. She liked to pass everything on the road. Beautiful gray and green two-tone job. <laughs> Never could figure out why she had it repainted black. So, Mrs. Harmon had ordered a flashy car repainted black. The car that disappeared when she and $12,000 did. To all state highway patrols, Mexico, Canada. Be on lookout for black convertible coupe. Custom built, repainted, driven by woman. Description follows. I had the thing pretty well figured out. That Mrs. Harmon planned and executed a phony murder, and with her $12,000 meant to hide out in some inaccessible spot, return after her husband was executed, claimed she'd heard nothing about the trial. Well, with Harmon now in a hospital, she'd have a long, long wait. The reports came trickling back. No trace of the car, no trace of Mrs. Harmon. Months passed. At the hospital, Harmon was operated on for a head injury, judged legally competent to organize a defense for a new trial. And then I suddenly remembered something, what the mechanic had said about the way Mrs. Harmon drove that afternoon. To all state police, Mexico, Canada. Investigate and report any fatal accidents on or about April 17 last. Black convertible coupe. Motor number follows. Yeah, that did it. The report came from Wyoming. The car had gone over a mountainside at night. Apparently she'd been doing all her driving at night. 
There wasn't enough left of car or occupant to tell motor numbers or much of anything, except that it was a black convertible driven by a woman. Huh. Funny. The same hospital record she'd counted on to identify the blood stains she left on the poker finally identified a body, won Vincent Harmon's release, and made him a rich man. Like I said, I may sometimes get a case when it looks like it's finished, but I've learned that while a man is alive, nothing is ever finished.